What's up, party people? On this episode of the Better Fantasy Bureau podcast, we're going to get more into it as we are just starting July and it's getting into the nitty gritty, the meat and potatoes, the heart of it all with mock draft season. We want to prepare you for your fantasy football draft. We want you to ace your fantasy football draft. We're continuing on talking about the NFC. And also, of course, we got to mix in a little bit about what happened in the NBA offseason. All that and much more on this episode of the Better Fantasy Bureau podcast. All right, brain. You don't like me, and I don't like you. Well, let's just do this, and I can get back to killing you with beer. You are now tuned into the Better Fantasy Bureau podcast. Podcast. This place is an untapped resource. I love it! With your host, Flex and Bliss. You must think I'm pretty stupid. I'm dangerous. I'm very, very dangerous. And Alex Marchetti. Your voice is like a combination of Fergie and Jesus. For the everyday fantasy sports player. I would rather listen to Fran Drescher for eight hours. Help! Now, I am going to teach some kids a lesson. They're a bunch of f***ing amateurs. And now, on with the show, Party People. Party people. What's up, party people? Welcome, 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 welcome to another fantastic, exciting, entertaining, and very informative episode of the Better Fantasy Bureau podcast. I am your man, Fifty Grand Flex Hitless here, with my co-host live and direct. With much respect, Alex Marcetti. What's up, beer face? What was that? What? What was what? What was that? Uh, uh, what? What are you looking at? Are you talking to me? Yeah. What about me? You, did you just roll out of bed? Kind of. That's not <clears throat> That's not Marchetti-ish. What up, BFAs? A little bit. <clears throat> I think, I think you know what it is? Is I make fun of you when you start rapping on this thing, and I think I like you better when you rap. You know, when you come out like, Marchetti, spaghetti, get ready with the machete, because I spit the facts. <laughs> I just need a little bit more coffee over here. How do you take your coffee? Black. Seriously, all the time? It's black. Always black. Yeah, uh, unless like my, I feel like my stomach is a little, you know, sensitive for the day, then I put a little bit of milk. Okay. Which is funny because I used to drink my coffee with milk and like two or three spoons of sugar. And then my girlfriend, uh, she like, that's not how you're supposed to drink your coffee. You're supposed to drink your coffee black. So she taught me how to drink my coffee black. And then next thing you know, I see her. Drinking her coffee, not black, but with milk and a couple of sugars. Oh, the audacity. Yes. And, uh, you know, right now, you know, I'm I'm stubborn. And, nah, I, and you know, I just ended <laughs> up liking, <laughs> I ended up liking my coffee black. And I, every now and then I bring it up to her. It's like, remember when you, when, yeah, yeah. when you told me that the coffee, you're supposed to drink it black. My first um, lesson on coffee was... I guess it's also a bad thing that I take most of my, not most, but a lot of my lessons in life according to movies. So my first lesson in coffee was in the movie Look Look Who's Talking. Do you remember that movie? I thought you were going to say Airplane. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. Nelson, whatever. I forget. I know uh, Lehman Nelson? Uh, yeah, something like that. Something like that. Go ahead. Go ahead. Liam Neeson. No, no. Liam Neeson is from Taken. <clears throat> Anyways, um... But yeah, from from remember the movie Look Who's Talking, where Bruce Willis did the voice of the baby, yeah, and then John Travolta was you know, and he talked about the coffee, yeah, Les Leslie Nielsen, Leslie yeah. Nielsen, yeah, there yeah. you go, Leslie Nielsen, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyways, but yeah, so when he was like teaching about like you know coffee black and coffee regular, you know, it's two sh- the milk and two sugars, you know, 
and he put the breast milk in his coffee. You don't remember that movie? No. Oh, that's such a funny movie. Man, when it, when it comes about movies, you know I'm pretty bad at it. So it is what it is. Yeah, you're not you're not you're not the greatest remembering movies. Sorry. It would be great. It would make this show a lot better, I think. Yeah, they agree with the movies and the the shows and stuff. Which is funny. So um I sent the the, the official doctor to BFB, Dr. Fernandez, the plastic surgeon to the stars. I sent them over watching the clip and I was telling you when I, before we recorded the show and I was watching South Park, the the Trapped in the Closet episode. Yeah. With the Scientology. It's hilarious. Like, and it's funny because, you know, South Park just, like, rips everybody else for everything. Like, for whatever, like, belief. Like, for the most part, like, he, they ripped the Mormons. They ripped the Scientologists. And so, I know, I know you didn't see that. So, they're talking about Scientology, right? And the whole belief of Scientology. So, that bad feelings come from something called, um, like, thedons or something like that, right? Like, the actual all bad feelings and everything you worry and all your anxieties is an alien reason. And because in a distant planet, in the Lord Xenu, he forced all the aliens, he thought it was overpopulated, so he froze all the aliens, and he had all the aliens carried to Earth, and then he put all the aliens frozen into the lava in Hawaii, and all the spirits try to go back into the outer space, and then he had these ships trapped to catch these floating spirits and then push all these floating spirits to be brainwashed with all the things that we believe like all the different religions and then they floated around confused and they found the bodies of cavemen and that's why we feel bad and confused that's but it's funny because they when smoke some a lot of you know but the way that of, but the way that they so crazy. simply that south park just describes it and they put a big sign this is what actually Scientologists actually believe. And they just like rip them apart for their beliefs at all points. And it's hilarious. But I said the R. Kelly clip to the doctor. <laughs> Salud. Oh, this is bad radio. Anyways. All right. So we got a lot to talk about. Okay. Where we start. Where we should got, we start? Let, let's get the, the, the NBA. Um, let's get the NBA talk out of the way. Let's do that because it has been a roller coaster of the start of the NBA free agency. Yes. Where should we start? Well, you know, let's start with you know the biggest news of it all, which is the biggest name signings of Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving joining DeAndre Jordan to the Brooklyn Nets. Not the Knicks. Not the Knicks. Not the Knicks. So wait, 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 wait. They, they joined the Nets, not the Knicks. They joined the Nets, not the Knicks. Wait, wait, wait. you know this. The, the Brooklyn Nets? Yes, you know Not this. the New York Knickerbockers? Stop beating. It's not going to change. <laughs> How? Thoughts on it. What are your thoughts on the whole situation? Well, from the reports is that the Knicks weren't, they, they, they didn't feel comfortable giving Kevin Durant the max deal. I think that just made the Knicks look weaker by them saying that. You know what I mean? Like, all right, like, like, if you never spoke to me before, right, or if you never heard a, you know, never heard the show before, or if you knew the show. By the way, if you are new to the show, please follow us on Instagram at BFB Podcast and Twitter also at BFB Podcast, and ask us any of your queries or questions about fantasy football. We'll be more than happy to answer them at all times. Anyways, but if you never heard of me before, right? You know what I mean, Marchetti? Like, if you never spoke to me about this before, if I told you off the bat, oh. I never wanted KD and Kyrie River to come here. You're going to be like, oh, yeah, right. You're just making excuses now. You're making excuses now, you know, because you really didn't get them, right? That's naturally what you would assume, right? Yeah. And then if I'm like, no, I've been saying it for a while. I've been saying it for a while. Like, yeah, 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 whatever, right? So 
But I have been saying it for a while. I have proof on the show that I've been saying it even before that I did not want Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving to come here. I've been saying it since the Porzingis trade that I wasn't crazy about that as it is. You know what I mean? But um, that's what it seems like to me. It seems like they're just making excuses by them saying it. I think it made the Knicks look weaker when you know they said, like, oh, we wouldn't have given him a max contract because of his injury. Like I just think that that makes it... I think that's them trying to save face. Who am I? Maybe it is the truth. Maybe it is. Maybe it is. But by them just saying it right after it happened, I think it just makes them look a little weaker. You no, know I, I, mean? th- I think they really wanted Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving, but they didn't want a Kevin Durant with an Achilles injury. You know, oh, yeah. And, wa- and waiting to see what type of Kevin Durant will come and, surf- and surface after a year of, of rehabilitation. So... I think that's when they pivot and they change their mind because why would they move Kristaps Porzingis and and clear up two uh, clear up a cast space for two max contracts? Right. No. No. Which I, they didn't get. They didn't get two max players. You know. They spent a good amount of money though on a bunch of now role I, players. Now I do agree with you on the Kyrie Irving part. I I, I didn't want Kyrie Irving. Look look at look at the Boston Celtics. What he has done with the Boston Celtics. Yeah. The year before this season, the Celtics made it to the Eastern Conference Finals. They were one game away. I believe. With Isaiah Thomas, right? No, no. Uh, yes. With Isaiah, Isaiah Thomas. With Isaiah Thomas. When he balled out that year. Was it? Was it, no, 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 no. It wasn't with Isaiah Thomas. Oh no, no, no. no, no yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it, Kevin. Uh, he he was injured actually. Remember, he was injured, and it was with Jason Tatum. And uh, Jalen Brown that were balling. It was the Eastern Conference Finals. The Eastern Conference Finals, yeah, yeah, yeah of course. Yeah. And, I, remember that. I remember that now, yeah. And Kyrie Irving was just, you know, on the bench, you know, because he, he was out for the season. Then he comes back healthy, plays the full season with a team that's, you know, because Gordon Hayward didn't even play either. Yeah. So with a team that was projected to make it to the finals. Because mm-hmm. this team that made it to the Eastern Conference Finals, there were – they were there. They were close to go to the NBA Finals. Now they got a healthy Kyrie Irving and Gordon Hayward. Mm-hmm. They're the favorites right. to, to go to the finals, and it was a debacle of a season. They got eliminated in the first round with a Kyrie Irving and a Gordon Hayward. Mm-hmm. Uh, if Kyrie Irving is that great of a player, with those type of players that he has around, and get eliminated in the first round. I think it's, it speaks volume of the type. I don't know the, the the type of player he is, and is not really adaptable to, with any team. You know, like he needs and, and shows that he needs a uh, another player to play with him in order to like he he's not a Batman. He's a Robin. You know, in order to uh, uh, succeed and and win a chip. Well, now he has a Batman. Well, we'll see what kind of Batman he comes back to be after. Yeah. The at all, all in all, all in all, just this, this trade, or I'm sorry, this trade, this signings, doesn't mean anything if they don't win a championship within the next four years, or at least make it to the finals. No, they have to make it. To they got to. Gotta, they got to win a championship. Oh, you think they have to win? They got to win a championship. Or if they, and if they, or, or 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 at least, or at least within the next four years, like be within the Eastern Conference Finals talks, like every year, almost like what a '90s Knicks team was. But the point was is that um, this is how I see it, right? First of all, and and, I, and and I've been on record saying this before, I support every New York team. I am not a Mets fan. I support the Mets. I am not an Islanders fan. I support the Islanders. I am not a Jets fan. I support the Jets. As long as they're not playing my teams that I am a fan of, I want them to win, except the Nets. 
The Nets, I do not support at all. Screw the Nets. Now, that's me being realistic. Now, my unbiased opinion about it all. On paper, it looks great. On paper, it makes it seem like the little brother of the New York teams is stepping up, you know, like Apprentice is taking over the teacher kind of thing. You know what I mean? Now, if, you know, and then plus, if you hear all the talks about this, right, especially most of the callers on the radios, like when I've been listening to ESPN radios and all this stuff, you don't, you hear a couple of Nets fans that are happy. What you mainly hear are Knicks fans who are upset. That's what you mainly hear. It's not about yay Nets. It's about damn Knicks. That's been more the story for that's been like been more said out there. But besides that, if they don't win a chip, they're basically just doing exactly what the Knicks have done for in a sense, if you think about it, just getting these, you know, towards the end of their peak type veteran injured veteran players to these max contracts well, Kevin Kevin Durant is not end of his peak. Not end of his peak, but with that injury, injury is, yeah, is severely hampers uh, you know what him could, sustaining that uh that 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 peak level performance. Yes, Absolutely. So so it's like getting these these veteran players who are injured, you know, to the win for the win now situation after being so bad for so long. Because remember, it's not like they were that great when they were the New Jersey Nets for a while. I mean, back when they were but, Jason, with Jason Kidd, n- yeah, but not not for nothing. They they have made it to two NBA finals. Oh no 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 no. More over, than the Knicks have. In the past 20 years, yeah. they have been more successful than the Knicks, quietly, as the New Jersey Nets have been more successful than the Knicks, very quietly. Even when, you know, but since they've been in Brooklyn, they haven't been at all. No, because they made some bad decisions. Right. So now this could be another one of these bad decisions, which the Knicks have made a ton of bad decisions in the past, or things that haven't worked out for them. And this could be just another thing that the Nets are doing. Like, you know, that they're taking a stab at a situation that could possibly help them. But if it does not, then it means nothing. It literally means nothing unless they win a championship within the next four years. That That's that's at the end of it all. But, you know, not for nothing, the Nets do have a good amount of role Young, players. Absolutely, they do. And this is me being, saying, like, you know, since I, I already said do not support them, so I'm not going to say I wish them the it, best. It, I'm not going to say that. It's, it's but, not. Yeah, go ahead. But, go ahead. no, no, I'm saying, but, but. I'm also not saying that it's impossible for them to win a championship. They could win a championship in the next four years. You know, like you said, you know, they have they have a good young core around them. They have now some veteran leadership behind them. They have arguably one of the best players in the NBA. And, hoping, and I mean, for Kevin Durant's sake, not the Nets' sake, for Kevin Durant's sake, I hope he could keep that level of play up. You know, I said one reason why I didn't want him in the Knicks is because I feel like he's too sensitive for the New York media. And then... You know, I, I said this again and again that we booed Mariano Rivera and we're going to boo if he was a Nick and he doesn't produce right away. We're going to boo him. We're going to hate him. And I don't think he's going to be able to handle that. Now, is that much pressure going to be on him as in Brooklyn as opposed to New York? No, no it's not, not whatsoever. Not whatsoever. It's not. So maybe he'll do better without that, you know, prime New York media on him when it's that Brooklyn fan base that's on him. Um, so for Kevin Durant's sake, I hope he could keep up that level of play. Not the Nets' sake. Screw the Nets. But uh, so I'm not saying it's impossible for them to win a championship. Maybe more people could jump on board. You know what I mean? They see that super team building up over there in Brooklyn. That That's that's another thing that could be a big thing to be happy about is that now more people are going <clears> to <throat> want to play in Brooklyn because they have a good young core and they have Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant. So maybe they want to play more over there. So. With that being said, within the next four years, they could win a championship. They could. They have a- I'm not saying they hope they do, but they could. 
barring any injuries or setback for Kyrie Irving, who's also an injury-prone player. Extremely. He's never yeah. really uh, available when you truly need him for the most part. And that's another reason why I didn't really want Kyrie, Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant here because I'm not upset about the direction we're going with. Now, I'm, I, I was against it when you first mentioned it and thinking about it more and more before it happened. I was like, you know what? This isn't bad. I'm happy about the Julius Rand- Randle signing. I'm happy about that. Yeah, we overpaid, but... You know, I'd rather overpay on a short-term contract some a player that's very young, you know, and in three years down the line, and if he ends up working out for us, guess what? We could get him the max contract, right. five years, now, et cetera. Now, 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 100% I agree we overpaid. Yeah. Now, looking at the flip side of it for the silver lining of it, maybe not. Well, the third team, uh, the, the third year is a team option, you yeah. know what I mean? So, that the, you know, it's not the worst thing in the world for that, but... It's he's so young and he was producing very well for the Pelicans last year that maybe he could just continue to evolve to be possibly all star status. And if he does, it may want to win. And if and if R.J. Barrett turns out to be the truth, you know, with the with the what was it with with the, with the third with the third pick, I made the earth shake. What was it that Jason that said? Uh, Something like that, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I know. I know what line you're talking about. Yeah, with the third pick, I made the earth, the earth, the earth sick. That's what he said. With the third pick, I made the earth sick. You know, so I'm not saying it's gonna be Jordan RJ Barrett. I'm not saying that, but maybe he ends up being fantastic, right? With him and then Julius Randle does good. It may be, you know, they want to entice maybe more players that look forward to want to play for New York. But not only that, so Taj Gibson was a waste. That was an absolutely waste. When I saw that, when I saw the Julius Randle trade, all right, you know, a little pay, but I'm happy about it. You know, Taj Gibson, is, before I even saw the Bobby Porter's trade, I saw the Taj Gibson one as a waste. And then when I saw the Bobby Porter signing, I saw it is the Taj Gibson as even more of a waste. Yeah, to me, the Taj Gibson was maybe a panic signing because they lost DeAndre Jordan. And... Excuse me. And I think they wanted DeAndre Jordan. You know, the, the, those yeah, talks sure, that they wanted sure to keep DeAndre, DeAndre Jordan, Jordan as a veteran. And yeah, kind and of, to teach more Mitchell Robinson. To keep exactly. Him, especially defensively, as great as he's doing. So, Taj Gibson is pretty much replacing DeAndre Jordan. Obviously, his production value is not well, there. Taj Gibson can't really replace him. He's not a center. I mean, he could play the center, but he's not really a center. But I'm, Julius Randle is more of a replacement. for, for Julius Randle, yeah. Because he, he can, can play, play the five or the four, yeah. Yeah. That's where I see him at. But I feel like he's just there more t- like, a, you know, a veteran leader, you know, that we need in the, cl- in the clubhouse. Yeah, but he, he's never really had any kind of like, you know, it's it's like saying Courtney Lee's a veteran leader and he really never did anything to hold no weight except for that little run he had with the magic, you know, but that's about it. Anyways, the point was, is that um, the Taj Gibson signing was a waste. You know, the, the Reggie Bullock signing was a waste. The Payton side, the Alfred Reggie Bullock's a waste. Come on, it's a waste. Okay. Pick. The Alfred Payton signing is not that much of a waste now that we don't have Moutier. Moutier did pretty well for us offensively last year. Yeah. For the most part, towards the end of it, he did pretty well. Um, Alfred Payton doesn't seem that much of a waste now that we don't have Moutier no more. You know, um, who else did we lose? We lost Cornette. We lost Noah Vonley. Uh, Vonley, we lost. No. Yeah, we did. Look it up. Oh, finish. he went to the Minnesota Timberwolves. Yeah. Yep, we lost yeah. Vonley. We lost Cornette to the Bulls. Cornette, uh, to, yeah, but Cornette is nothing to me. Not, I, I, I think, I think Cornette's going to be pretty good in the future. A little more play, I think he is. He's yo, he's, he's a good shooter. He, he well, he's the ball pretty he, well. He shoots, you know, he he shoots behind the line, you know, behind the arc. So he's good. At he's that, a pretty good defender but, too, man. He's not. I, I'm not. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying he's going to be an all star. I just think he's going to be a very good role player going forward. Yeah, I really do. Right, right now, I see our. our our big man is going to be either 
Either um, Bobby Porter's playing the five. It's going to be between Randall, Porter, and Mitch, and Robinson. Those are the big men yeah. we have. Those are the bigs we have. And I think Porter's could shoot behind the arc as yeah, well. Yeah, Portland could shoot. And, Porter's could stretch. I like the Porter side. And he, he, he could grab rebounds yeah. as well. You know, uh, no, well, I, I like it. Who's uh, another Bobby Porter? There's somebody else we signed, too. Oh, Wayne Ellington. Wayne Ellington. He's, he's a, he's a three-point specialist. That's what he is. Uh, anyways, the, the it's just um, I'm I'm happy with the Randall signing. I'm happy with the Porter signing. I'm not too mad about the Payton signing. Uh, the and get, other, and you, guess what? They're all young. They're all young. Except for Ellington. and Ellington. Payton's young. And, and um, Taj Gibson. Taj Gibson, yeah. yeah. Now nah, those are the wastes. But for the most part, the, the team is young. Now, what's good that the Knicks did is that the fact is that if you look at this also going forward, now we're in 100% of rebuild mode, right? But going forward in a rebuild mode, what we have is now assets to trade, right? We know because, you know, we could trade away guys like, you know, like let's say, if, uh, you know, Randall starts producing, you know, if we wanted to trade him, we could trade him. I'm not saying we should, obviously not. But Portis, if he just continues to get better, it's a very good trade asset to have. Because you and I both believe he's going to just continue to go, get better and he's good. Yeah. Right? <clears throat> um. Also, uh, Dennis Smith Jr., you know, we could very much grow with him. I don't want to trade these people, but, you know, continue to grow with him and he can be better. Uh. So we have a lot of assets to trade. You know, we, we didn't spend all, <clears throat> like all our money. We spent money that we have to spend anyways as it is, you know. And we have a lot of draft picks. We have a lot of draft capital. It's not like we're giving up draft picks. Yeah, exactly. So we're, we're, we're not in the worst spot in the world. You know what I mean? We got, we, like, I, I never wanted KD and Irving to come here, but it was the main goal to get them here. Let's all be real, right? Yeah. Uh, now that we didn't get them, we went to plan B, and our plan B is not too bad. It's not like, this is the thing. I said the Christophe Porzingis trade would be a good trade depending on what we do with our opportunity, right? So, I don't think we've wasted the opportunity as of yet. Did we capitalize on it? No. I don't think we capitalized on it. But at the same time, it's like I said, if we did give those max contracts to KD and Kyrie Irving, would we be in a championship team anyways right now? No. No. Like the Nets aren't a championship team right now. Well, obviously because they're not going to have KD but for you know the first what? year. Not, but you know what? We will still be one of the worst teams, which means uh, we'll still get high draft picks in the season. We'll still get high draft picks. Yeah, but see, you don't think we're going to be one of the worst teams right now? Yeah. No. You think we're going to be eight seed? <laughs> yeah, they they could get there, but to I me, the only prop, my my worry, sir, right now, what what I'm worried about is that we get into that middle of the pack where we're just a limbo. So, you know, we still need that one player in order in order to change. Uh, the franchise around and, and make us a, a, a competitive team, right? We have RJ. good, huh? maybe it, it could be RJ, you could know, but maybe maybe not, you know. So, right, uh, we gotta see because last year we were high on Kevin Knox, you know, and now we see his flaws. He needs a lot of more development to go. Yeah, no, we yeah. were high on him to develop. We didn't. Yeah. Nobody thought he was gonna be, a, you know, out, out the gate like an NBA All Star. Like people, like people thought Luka Doncic was gonna be Rookie of the Year, and he was. People thought that Trey Young, you know. <clears throat> Also, things about it that were going to be good. Nobody thought Kevin Knox was going to be off the bat, you know, an all-star, you know, rookie of the year. We thought he was going to be good, and he 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 did okay. He wasn't great, you know, but he's going to continue to grow, going to continue to develop, going to continue to build some muscle. You know what I mean? Like, it's, he did okay. So, yeah, no, he did all right. And um, But I feel like, well, we got to see. We don't know what R.J. Barrett is. Maybe right. we got the player, you know, we got the player with the third pick, made the, made the earth sick. 
You Wasn't know? Luca the third pick last year? Uh, nah, I can't, can't, I can't recall. He was the fourth pick, I think, third or fourth, something like that. Yeah, but um, I but like I, you said, I, maybe I'm we, just worried maybe about you know it. being being a Nick fan. You know that we just suck for forever. It just, I, I, I just don't want to get into that limbo where we're in the middle of the pack and we're just getting these, you know, subpar prospects and we're just making the eight seed. He was a third pick, and, by the way, Luca. Oh, uh, Luca was? All right. We're just making the eight seed. Yeah, we're just, you know, just... Just getting by and <clears> then, like, uh, not, nothing has been changed. But you know what? I feel like it's a little bit different, though. So just... I like the Julius Randle signing. I, I, I was for him. I know, yeah. And, uh, and I feel like we didn't, like depleted our roster to get you know pre- premium players that maybe they're over their prime you know which then which i think like the uh, the nets didn't do because the nets still have a, a good core amount of good players the, ne- the lakers right now are right are they depending get- on uh, Kawhi uh, leonard signing right and if they don't get that then it's just lebron james and, and anthony davis although Kawhi leonard just signed with the lakers he did no, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> I, I am a mush, I, and I don't want him to sign with the Lakers. I am a I, mush. <laughs> you're funny. Um, oh, man. But, uh, no, but that was a good thing the Lakers did. The Lakers, with, I'm sorry, the Lakers, the Nets, they did. You're 100% right. They ended up getting Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving without giving up too much. Granted, they gave up D'Angelo Russell, but the replacement with it with Kyrie to Irving. Me that's, to me, that's very interesting. How are the Warriors going to play with D'Angelo Russell? I think it's going to be okay, but well, Clay has that injury to his knee. He's going to be out for a while, too. He's, he's not going to start. He's going to be out for at least like the December. three quarters or half of the season. Yeah, yes. he'll probably be out to like December more or less. So I, I don't think it's I don't think it's going to be all that bad. We'll see. Uh, it, to me, the pick and roll is going to be amazing. <laughs> the pick and roll? Yeah. It's like, who are you going to guard? But I think Andre is going to be out of his way, right? Andre Gudala is going to he, to Memphis. Yes. He's going to Memphis, and Memphis is going to do a buyout, and he's most likely going to the Lakers. Uh, real quick, fantasy-wise. Fantasy. Winners and losers. Oh, and just funny, remember we read on Barstool, Jimmy Butler hates every single one of his new teammates. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, so, fantasy-wise, winners and losers. Julius, Julius Randle's a winner. Julius Randle is a winner, yes. Bobby Portis, I think, is a winner. Well, he's going to come off the bench. He's not starting. Bobby Portis, well, I don't know if he's the winner because remember he played with Chicago, uh, with the Chicago Bulls and they lost and their, the Wizards. They lost their forward and he was shining. Uh-huh. And the Wizards, the Wizards just stunk up the place as well. Uh, now you know there's a lot of players in, in in the Knicks and there's gonna be a lot of rotations. Let's see what happens. Maybe he gets limited with with the minutes. But Julius Randle for sure, he's definitely gonna he's a bump up. Uh, who else? Wells uh, stock rises. Uh, uh, let's see. Jeff Green goes to the Jazz. What else is going on there? Uh, where Jeff Al- Green going to yo? The Jazz has a good squad with Mitchell Robinson. Who? Not no, Mitchell Robinson. Uh, Donovan Mitchell. Sorry, Donovan Mitchell. Uh, Conley Moutier now. Yeah, Moutier off the bench, but Con- Michael Mike Conley. Conley. Mike Conley has a point guard now. Yeah. Oof. That's an upgrade from Ricky Rubio. A hundred percent. Yeah. And um, Rubio went to the Suns. <clears throat> Toby Flenderson. Who? Toby Flenderson. Who's that? It's uh, Inglis. Ingles. 
Joe Ingles. Oh, Ingles, the teacher. Yeah, Joe, yeah, Joe, Joe, Joe Ingles. Joe, yeah, no, that's Toby Flenderson, the, the HR rep. <laughs> the from, HR rep. Yeah. In the office. <laughs> uh, who else is it? Uh, Clay Thompson undergoes surgery to repair his torn ACL. Uh, D'Angelo Russell definitely gets a step up, a bump, I think. Mm, no. I think so. No, because he was the main guy in the Nets. And and it's going to be him and Stephen Curry at the beginning of the season. Who else, who else is going to be scoring for the Warriors? The Warriors team is very, very shallow. No, 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 no. I don't think he gets a bump up. He was the main guy for the Nets, and he had and everybody else was around. What do you think about Kemba? Kemba, Kemba's still going to be Kemba. I mean, I'm not so much as a bump up. Fantasy-wise, I don't think he gets a bump I up. I think in assist category, he's definitely going to get a Probably, bump Probably, but fantasy-wise, he doesn't he, really get that much of a he's bump He's right up. now finally in a legit team. He's like, this is an NBA team right now. <laughs> he, 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 he has good play amount of players, you know. And the Boston Celtics, I don't think they kind of uh, dropped down because, you know, they're pretty much just replaced uh, Kemba with Kyrie. I think Butler gets a bump up. Butler? Fantasy-wise. Yeah, he might get a bump up. Yeah. I think he does. Uh, who else is over there that might get a bump up? I'm trying to think. Well, you know. Where, yeah. did, where did Alf Horford You know go? what? At least the Knicks didn't do what the Sixers did and signed Tobias Harris <laughs> to a five-year, $180 million contract. Where did... um? That's a that's, that's a true. total Knicks move right there. Where did Al Horford go? Al Horford? Al Horford went to the Sixers. He gets a bump. Yeah, no, because he's he's now he's playing behind Embiid. He's not going to start at center over Embiid. They're they're both playing. They're, they're both going to play. They gave him they gave him a lot of money. Oh, who you know who else went to the Jazz? Bojan. Oh Pacers. yeah, the shooter. <sighs> that team is stacked. The Jazz. I don't know about stacked, but it's a good team. It's a good team, man. Um, what about Terry Rozier? He gets a bump up. Where's he go? Went to the Hornets. Got traded. Yeah, he gets a bump. Terry he gets Rozier. a bump up. He gets a look up. Jonas Valachunas stays with the Grizzlies. Mm. Thaddeus Young going to the Bulls. Yo, J- Valachunas gets a bump up, I say, because it's going to be more of a focal point. Yep. <sighs> All right. Let's move on. Where are we going? We're going to go to the NFC. I'm going to continue on about what we've talk- been talking about lately. Let's prepare people for the fantasy football draft. Let's tackle the NFC North. The NFC North. King of the North. King of the North. Who's going to be King of the North? The NFC North, to me, is such a... I feel so bad for the Lions. They're in such a tough division in the the NFC North. Division, uh, defensively, well, especially with the Bears and the Vikings, it's tough for any of them. I like I like what the <clears throat> Packers did, not for nothing, in the draft. They, I think they did pretty good, you know what I mean? And they, they got that other... Uh, Edge rusher too, and uh, Gary and uh, Rashad Gary. I think they did pretty good. The Packers in the draft, you know. So uh, overall, I just I just think they're going to improve. And in, in, in general, the, the Packers are going to be better. Let's talk about the Packers right now, since we're here. All right. So fantasy wise, uh, Aaron Rodgers, who Aaron Rodgers is, Aaron Rodgers is always going to be right. Aaron Rodgers is a stud, but Aaron Rodgers is expensive he is costly Aaron Rodgers right or wrong he is very costly yes so it's like um the only way I honestly see myself drafting Aaron Rodgers honestly is is if I pair him up with um 
Devontae Adams. Right or wrong? Yeah. So wh- wh- where do you see Aaron Rodgers generally? Where do you see him? What, 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 do you, what are your thoughts on him? Well, I know he's going, he's pretty much the third quarterback going off the board, which makes him in the, uh, you know, leaving the fifth round, somewhere in the middle of the fifth round. And um, I know we had the debate last week about Cam Newton. Uh, this is a perfect example where I'll probably skip out on Aaron Rodgers and go for Cam Newton four rounds later. You know, uh, is to me, there's still a lot of value with wide receivers and running backs. And if you look at quarterbacks, you know, you're, you're talking about, you know, Aaron Rodgers, who ended up as a sixth quarterback of last season, he was averaging 19 and a half points. Meanwhile, Andrew Luck was 20.4. Jared Goff, you know, 19.5, 19.4. This is when you could look at points per game and just look at the comparison. And because where you might get a running back and a wide receiver that's getting you severely more points, maybe four or five points more than the next wide receiver in the next couple of rounds or running backs in the next couple of rounds, which definitely drastically changes your week by week uh, 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 outlook on your and projection on your team. And, you know, will make or break your team by the end of the season, because then you just gain a quarterback, not in the fifth round. But in the ninth round, which is just by a difference of one point or maybe two points, you know. So this is like a you know perfect example from last last week, just to kind of bring it back that you know it's okay to to not draft Aaron Rodgers and wait for a quarterback, you know, uh, which is something that you're adamant about as well. So uh, me personally, I'll be skipping out on on Aaron Rodgers. So this is the thing. Um, Aaron Rodgers, to me, if you really look at it and you really go back in numbers, he's been so um, hard and tricky to figure out because he's always been one of the most one of the first quarterbacks off the board for years, for years. Since 2011, Aaron Rodgers ended up as quarterback one three times. I see you putting the one up. I was like, uh, no, not one. He's been a quarterback one, one three times. He's been the number one quarterback overall three times. He has consistently been more or less about between him and Drew Brees. They've always consistently been around the top three and top six, right? Yeah. Aaron Rodgers always costs more than Drew Brees. Aaron Rodgers, it's 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 so yet to be seen. Is he going to be the best quarterback in the league? You know, is he going to be the number one quarter, fantasy quarterback? Is he going to be like a top five quarterback? Is he going to be a top ten quarterback? He's consistently always around there. So when you pick him as a quarterback, bearing injury. Bearing any injuries because at any times he's been out of it, it's because of the fact he's been hurt. So without injuries, he's always going to be around the top five, top eight quarterback range, right? Yeah. But he's going to cost you more or less about a fourth round pick around there, right? The best advice I give, if you're going to draft Aaron Rodgers, do so because you have Devontae Adams. Pair him up with Devontae Adams. Devontae Adams is a beast. All right. Every time the ball goes, it goes his way. He's going to catch that. So if you have Devontae Adams, you're going to kill it. You're going to, you know, you're going to have a lot of points as it is. But if you have him with Aaron Rodgers, you're going to score even more points. You know what I mean? Like every time that touchdown goes by, so instead of getting six points just for the touchdown or, you know, and the reception, you get seven points. You get the other four points and the yardage for the quarterback. So instead of just being seven points, it automatically will turn into, you know, if it's a PPR league, seven points for the touchdown. That automatically turns into 11 points for your team right there. Yeah. So, 
that's my best advice to give about Aaron Rodgers. I am not telling anybody to not draft Aaron Rodgers. Just do so if you have Devontae Adams. That's that's you know, you Devontae Adams is gonna be a first rounder. So if you went with your first round pick, Devontae Adams, I recommend taking Devontae Adams, then going back around, maybe depending depending on how you want to build your team, you know, it's okay to go with another wide receiver. I'm okay with going wide receiver heavy. I'm actually very okay with that. I'm I'm not a I'm not a guy that panics if I don't get a running back right away. You know, I I've I've done the numbers last year. I'll do them again when we talk about a running back discussion, when we have a running back topic day, and I'll and I'll talk to you about how much running backs average double digit points like there's a there is very few that will give you those stud 20 point numbers but there's so many that could give you like 10 and 10 or 12 and 12 and 15 or 14 to 14 or whatever you know and you pair them up with wide receivers that could be 20 20 20 it still works out for you you know what i mean so if you get Devonte adams depending how you want to build the rest of your team if you want to you know spend about a fourth round pick more or less on an aaron Rodgers, i'm okay with that especially if you have Aaron Rodgers. He's going right now in the fifth round, actually. Yeah, mid-fifth. So, still, you know, so I'm, I'm okay with that. Um, if you don't have Devontae Adams, I'm still okay with you getting Aaron Rodgers because the only – now, I've said this before, and it's worked out for me. The only reason I would spend, like, that much on a quarterback for the most part is if I already have my wide receiver one, my running back one, and my tight end one. You understand what I'm saying? So, if I have, like – I remember one year I took – in the first round, I took Marshawn Lynch, right? And this is when he was still a beast. I took him like with a like fifth overall pick. I took Marshawn Lynch. And then I got A.J. Green in the second round. And in my third round, I got Tony Gonzalez. So in my fourth round that year, is remember that year that Peyton Manning just killed and went off when he was on the Broncos? Like, he just went nuts. And I was like, all right, I got one of the best running backs in the league. I got one of the best wide receivers in the league when he was still, you know, a beast. A, you know, he's still very, very good. But, you know, he's not A.J. Green of old. So I got Marshawn Lynch who's a beast. I got A.J. Green who's a beast. I got Tony Gonzalez who's a beast. Let me get myself a beast quarterback. And I really balanced it all out right there. And I kill. And what's even better for my, my year that year is like in my sixth or fifth round, like sixth round pick, something like that, I ended up taking Antonio Brown. And this is when he took over as a wide receiver one. This is when he went from like sixth round pick to like second round this pick. This is when Mike Wallace got signed to the Dolphins, right? Yeah, this is after Heinz Ward's retired. Okay. So this is when he ended up being the wide receiver one for the Broncos. So, I mean, no premiums for the Steelers. So it's like, yeah. So he killed. So, so look, uh, and Aaron Rodgers, he had an offseason last year, right? So he ended up still as a QB6. Jared Goff ended up as a QB7. His ADP right now is nine, he's 108. So that puts him in the ninth round, the end of the ninth round. You're, you could get a player that, is producing Aaron, Ro- Aaron Rodgers like numbers, but but that's the thing. Maybe you can't because Aaron Rodgers could produce like Pat Mahomes ties numbers. Like you know, that, that's the thing with Aaron Rodgers, where's the conundrum? I like I said, be, like I said, Cam Newton to me was a perfect example that you could get a guy producing Cam Newton like numbers two, three more rounds later, and you yep. could probably find yourself your Alvin Kamara around the Cam Newton range. That's why I said I don't see value in it. Value is not a word I would use in it. You know what I mean? I get it if you want to take him. I don't see the value. That's why. But Aaron Rodgers is a guy that could give you best overall fantasy in general. Yeah, but you're getting him in the fifth round. So right. A, That's why I'm saying it's, it's costly. It's, but yeah. to, and to me, it makes more sense when you pair him with, Devon, with Devontae Adams. But you have to look at Jared Goff. With the Rams. The Rams had one of the best offense and that's why, last season. Once again, this is 100% yeah. the reason why I'm not I'm I'm not saying don't take Aaron Rodgers. I get it if you want to, yeah. 
but you will still find this is that what you're saying is 100% the reason why I'm saying wait on the quarterback. Yeah. If you take Aaron Rodgers, it is because you paired him up with, with Devontae, Devontae Adams. Adams. That is the best reason I will tell you to take him. All right. That, yeah. That's what I mean by it. So we're yeah. on the same page. Yeah. Uh, Devontae Adams, we have to talk about. He's a beast. You take him. Uh, Jimmy Graham, uh, I said a thousand times, do not take a tight end for the Green Bay Packers. Stay away from Jimmy Graham. I stayed away from last year. I said he was outside the top 10. People thought I was crazy, and I was 100% right. He was still outside the top 10, even though like 60 tight ends died last year, and he was still outside the top 10. He's going in the 10th or 13th round. So I'm not wasting it. He's not going to do anything for me. He's going to average me like four points a game. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's 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 going to be a waste, and I'm going to plug him in every week. And then when there's probably a better tight end I could plug in and take a risk with, I I don't want to waste my pick on Aaron, on Jimmy Graham. You know what I mean? It's just that the tight ends for the Packers. For Aaron, excuse me, for Aaron Rodgers never works well. Another big issue is the running back situation with the Packers. Now, I have I am also hoping and praying that Aaron Jones kills. Yeah, because I have him as my keeper. Oof. So all he's right. he's automatically my sixth round pick. He's a six six round pick. Yeah, now. the way it works for my league, it's anything from the eighth round and out later. And if you decide to have a keeper, he becomes your sixth round pick. You know what? You're getting great value. I'm getting great value with Aaron Jones. He's going in the third round right now. 100. percent I'm getting a lot of value. Now, the injury last year hurt us. Going against the Bears and the Vikings twice hurts. Especially when you play the Bears back in the play, you know, you play them in during fantasy playoffs, it hurts. But Aaron Jones was such a beast when he plays. He really was. He, he like a beast in every sense of the word. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I remember last year there was a stat. I'm going to try to bring it up now and look for it. That there was only two, pl- that, that he had like Alvin Kamara type of, of, of numbers. You know what I mean? Like, like, um, Aaron Jones. I'm trying to see if I can find it. Anyways. Well, but, um, yeah, he uh no, nah, he he was he was explosive with uh at, at one point he was averaging he had, one game he had 145 yards, two touchdowns, 70, 72 yards. He, he was averaging like per 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 attempt like 4, 5, 6. Aaron Jones. No, I, I, I'm, a, I'm, I'm trying to find where, where I had this, this stats on him. I don't know. I can't find it. I should have had this ready. Who knows? Whatever. Anyways, uh, the point the point is, it, is that it, in, in 12 games, he, he gave you seven, 728 yards. The only know? thing that worries you is... Eight touchdowns. The only thing that worries you with Aaron Jones is just Jamal Williams because of the fact that Jamal Williams is going to be more the pass catching back, at least when he's being used. Aaron Jones still could catch the ball really well. The whole point about Aaron Jones and what his held back his productivity is that he was being held back. He wasn't being unleashed. They weren't letting him take over the game. This year, you know, new coaching, new new coach in the system. You know what I mean? New system being run in. I'm hoping they unleash. They've been asking for years. Unleash Aaron Jones. Not years. They were asking all season. Unleash Aaron Jones. Unleash Aaron Jones. Let him take over. And he kills. He's a beast. Yeah, now you got a new head coach, Matt that's what, Yeah, that's what I mean. So hopefully they let him take over. Hopefully Aaron Jones takes the reins and controls. I do recommend if you have Aaron Jones, which I do, I will be looking very heavily to get Jamal Williams in my handcuff. Because when Aaron Jones got hurt in my championship game, I ended up picking Jamal Williams off the off the waiver wire, and then he killed for me that game. I think he got me like 30 points that one game. Against the Jets, right? 
Yeah, it was against the Jets. Yeah. And he killed. And it was, the Jets' run defense is not that good. So uh, Jamal Williams going in the 14th round. As well, yeah, so, so I'm 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 definitely now that he's my keeper, uh, Aaron Jones. I am 100 percent looking at Jamal Williams as uh, my handcuff. All right, so let's uh, move on. So the let's go through the season, I guess. All right. So what we feel is going to happen? So Packers, you, went through, you went through it. All right. So we got Packers, uh, the Bears twice, the Bears twice. I think they split. Split right win loss. Um, Lions. They beat them twice. One and Vikings split. split. Eagles home. I think I said they lose. We gotta look back at this. <laughs> yeah. Um I say win. Oh my god. Redskins win. Win. Panthers. Win. Win. Broncos home. Win. Raiders win. Win. Cowboys away. Lose. Lose. Nope. Giants. Nope, I said they win. All right. Giants, they win. Giants, they win. 49ers away. Win. Chiefs, lose. Lose. Chargers, lose. Lose. Oh, I got them a good record. I got them at 10 and 6. I got them at 11 and 5. I think that's too much respect. <laughs> <laughs> Possibly, man. I think I'm a little wrong, but we'll see. Uh, let's move on to uh, the Vikings. I'm, I'm gonna give them a loss on the with the Eagles. Go ahead, you do that. Nine and seven. All right, against the Vikings. The Vikings. Bears. Uh, oh, <laughs> I was ready Bears. I know you're ready. To be. No, the <laughs> Vikings. Uh, Kirk Cousins is a quarterback that I see that has value. I mean, he did he did pretty good last year. I mean, he's not the greatest quarterback out there. But, you know, if you waited really late for your quarterback, he's definitely somebody that you could target. He's definitely somebody that you could get, that you could plug in, that could be just right outside the top 10. You know, that's where he ended up last year. I think I see him that again this year, right outside the top 10. Uh, you know, wh- wh- you know where's he going at right now? Kirk Cousins is going, he's going in the 12th round. You know, usually I look anywhere around the 10th round when I start thinking about quarterbacks, depending on how my team is looking. I usually look more or less about 10th round. You also, another thing we got to pay attention to when it comes to drafting, you have to pay attention to how your league is going. If you're, if you see quarterbacks start to go quickly, you know, don't, I wouldn't say panic and fall to the pressure. Oh man, all these quarterbacks are going now. I have to grab one, but you know what? Somebody else in your league might feel that. Other people in your league might feel that. If they see like four quarterbacks going to first, in a, in a, not the first, but in a, in a round, four quarterbacks are gone in that round. Oh, man, I got to grab my quarterback now. And then they kind of rush to get a quarterback that they don't want, maybe because they feel it's the next best one and they're not really that crazy about him. You know what I mean? Like they probably rush to get a Ben Roethlisberger because, the, you know, or Tom Brady because the quarterbacks went so fast. You know, but or, somebody in your league is going to feel that way. So maybe that'll make you feel a little more panicked. But if you waited till the 12th round for a quarterback, Kirk Cousins is not a bad quarterback to wait for. He's a very, very serviceable quarterback. I do like him better than the other ones going around him, like Mitch Trubisky and Lamar Jackson and Matt Stafford. Um, but quarterbacks like Nick, like Kirk Cousins, even Nick Foles is another good quarterback. You wait till later. But uh, Adam Thielen is a beast, even though he let me down in the playoffs last year. Let a lot of people down last year in the, in the one game in the playoffs. Adam he, Thielen. He had a tremendous start. Yeah. He, he was... God like fantasy wise. <laughs> it's, it's funny because uh, the the Vikings are one of those teams where you could probably draft their entire team. Yeah, 
and the way they're being brought in. Like you could take a Dalvin Cook and an Adam Thielen and a Stephon Diggs and a Kyle Rudolph with a Kirk Cousins and the Vikings defense. Hmm. And even who's their kicker? I don't even know who the kicker is. That was a, no, it's not Blair Walsh no more. Anyways, the point is that uh, you could probably draft an entire Vikings team. There's a lot of draft, you know, pieces there. The player I'm staying away from is Dalvin Cook, though. I'm not crazy about him because of his injuries. I think it's going to be too much of a headache. I think it's going to be too much of a worry. If you take a gamble and roll the dice with Dalvin Cook, you have nobody to blame for yourself if he doesn't succeed, if he doesn't stay healthy about it. He's going into second round, and I feel like his value went up because Latavius Murray is not there. So they, people are projecting him to get more touches. Granted, he's a, he's a back that could catch, uh, could catch and he could run, but injury is a concern with him. His rookie season, he only played four games. Last season, he only played 11 games. That's, you know, that's six games that, you know, that he missed. Well, you know, that he missed out, you know, and that could definitely hurt you in, in the season, you know? A hundred percent. And it's, uh, which is funny is that, you know, when you're mentioning Latavius Murray, if you had Dalvin Cook, Latavius Murray was the clear handcuff. There's no real clear handcuff to him. The best one seems to be right now to be Amir Abdullah. As the no. best handcuff to Dalvin Cook? No, they, they have another player. They have the uh, Madison, Alexander, Alexander Madison. Yeah. He's but going in the thirteen, uh, the 11th round. He's a player I'll definitely uh, will look at, especially if you're one of those uh, that feel that Dalvin Cook is not going to be playing healthy. He's going to get injured again. This is the kid that's going to be next up in line. You sure? Alexander that? Madison. Are you sure? Yes. You're 100% sure? Yes. Probably. Maybe. Anyways, you might be right about that. I didn't really look too much into it. On a depth chart on ESPN, it looks like that's the case right now. Anyways, um, yeah, so I would be I would be more interested in Dalvin Cook's handcuff than the pose of Dalvin Cook. Now, this is fair. All is fair in love and fantasy, right? This is fair. If you are not a Dalvin Cook owner and you take his handcuff, Alexander Madison, yeah. that's fair. That's 100% fair to do. It's just like people last year took Le'Veon Bell and then somebody else took James Conner. That's fair. That's that's all fair to do. A little sneaky. It's or sneaky, but it's fair. So I would rather look at his handcuff, which it does seem to be right now, Alexander Madison, because of the, because of the fact I'd rather take that dart because I feel that I'm going to stay away from Dalvin Cook myself because I don't want to have that stress every Sunday. I'm stressed out enough on Sundays as it is. I don't want that stress every Sunday. But... Yeah. Um, I'd rather have a reliable running back that is going to give me okay numbers. Yeah, like you, 10, like you know, ten to fourteen range. Yeah, then have a running back that I know if he's healthy, he he could give me RB one numbers. But but he, if he's healthy, if he's healthy, right? Uh, I agree. I'm with you. I'm with you all the way there, doggy. All right, so uh, let's so you know, draft dealing. Uh, Kyle Rudolph serviceable. I like him better than Jimmy Graham. You know, if you wanted to wait for a long time for your tight end and you wanted to go with Kyle Rudolph, I'm okay with that. That's fine by me. Kyle Rudolph is fine. He's going in the 13 round, I think. Yeah, it's Between not going to cost you much. He's not going to give you great numbers week in, week out, but, you know, he's going to, he's always going to have a potential at that breakout game. You know what I mean? Yeah. And Kirk Cousins, I said, is a good uh, quarterback to have as your QB1, as your starting QB, if you waited so late for a quarterback as it is. All right, so let's go over the Vikings season. Bears. I think they split with the Bears. I give the Bears both games. 
Lions, they win both. Split. Packers, we have it as split. Split. Yep. Split. That's such a beast of a division. Eagles, home. They win. They lose. Redskins, win. They win. Falcons, they win. Uh, They win. Broncos, home. They win. Raiders, they win. All right. Cowboys, away, lose. Giants, away. Lose. They win. Seahawks, lose. Uh... They win. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Chiefs away. Lose. Yeah, they're definitely losing. Chargers losing. Lose. Facing the Chiefs and Chargers twice? I got to double check this. Hold up. Then, 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 then. I don't face Chiefs and Chargers twice. No, because, uh, let me see. You messed up again. I just want to double check. You screwed up. You totally screwed us up. All right. Oh, no, no. Okay, cool. No, the Packers and the Vikings face the Chiefs and Chargers. So that's why I'm like, mm-hmm. that, that's kind of weird. All right, cool. So. I have them at 10 and 6. You have them 10 and 6. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7. 9 and 7. All right. So. You have the Packers and uh, and the Vikings with good records. Yeah. All right. Next up. I All right. Believe that's so me. the Bears. And, 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 and. <laughs> All right. Uh, All right. The Bears. The Bears. The Bears. Uh, can't believe I went there with that joke. Uh, Mitch Trubisky is also a. I like. I'm more confident in Kirk Cousins. I'm even more confident. I have another more confident in Josh Allen than I am Mitch Trubisky to have as my starting QB. Really? Between the two of them, I'd rather have Josh Allen. Interesting. Uh, I like Mitch Trubisky. He does a lot of work on his legs. He does. He runs the ball a lot. He is a quarterback that 100%, if you, once again, if you waited that long to take a quarterback, take him. Uh, I, you know, like I said, I like guys like Kirk Cousins more than him. Um, I like Nick Foles more than Mitch Trubisky as well. Not for nothing. I do. I'd rather have uh, Mitch, Mitch Trubisky. Yeah, no, I like, sure. I like, uh, I like Nick Foles better because, you know, waiting a little longer. But, like, uh, Mitch Trubisky, uh, average points per game, he's, he pretty much was ranking 11th as a quarterback. Yeah, no, he he's good, but he's not like anybody that I think would be, you know, I, I wouldn't trust him having weekly in my lineup. If he's going to end of the 13 round right now. So No, no, know. yeah, it's not going to cost you much. I'm it's just not, saying that there's other quarterbacks around that I trust more personally. So, yeah, uh, I'm not, I, like Nick, you're saying Nick Foles, he's playing with a new team, Jacksonville Jaguars, with an offense that has been subpar for a couple I, of years. I just, I just believe, I just think Nick Foles is the better quarterback at the end of the day. That's I just believe. do. All right. That that's just the reason why I think that. Well, I believe uh, he, Nick Foles is a better quarterback than Josh Allen, but I'll select Josh Allen over Nick Foles. I agree with that too. I'm fine with that. All right. The biggest thing with the Bears, wide receiver core, not that great. Uh, not the worst either with Allen Robinson and uh, Taylor Gabriel. They uh, yeah, they drafted off Riley Ridley, Anthony Miller, of course, the great Cordell Patterson. Um, not that great of a wide receiver core the guy who catches the ball the most there that I trust not the most but who I trust to be the best pass catcher there Tariq Cohen Tariq Cohen I do like but there's a lot of talk of this guy David Montgomery David Montgomery is a guy that I'll be targeting for sure 
Um, I'll look into him. Uh, but I'd rather have Tariq Cohen than David Montgomery. He, David Montgomery's going in the fourth round right Yeah, now. not too early. Too early to give him a stab, right? Too early. Yeah. You'd rather, I'd rather select like uh, Tariq Cohen. Philip Lindsay. Yeah, I'd rather get Philip Lindsay. Derek Henry. No. Uh, Wait, maybe. Mark Ingram. Yes. For redraft, yes. Yeah, redraft. Yeah. No, no, if this was Dynasty... Uh, He'll be a little... Yeah, I wouldn't mind David Montgomery maybe around... Nah, not really. We'll see. Fourth round is too high for me for David Montgomery. Too high. Too pricey. We don't know. And he still has to fight against... And so, uh, I remember, there's also Mike Davis in that backfield as well. So... You know, People I, are very high on David Montgomery. He's going the fourth round. Tariq Cohen? No, no, no. I think I think he's going at end of the fifth. Yeah, I'd rather have Tariq Cohen. I, I much I much rather have Tariq Cohen. You know, um Trey uh Trey Burden. Uh I got him my dynasty and I <laughs> and I redraft and I drafted him my redraft last season. He was a disappointment for me. Um uh, you know, I'm I'm one of the believers that I'm trying to get a tight end at the beginning, one of the top three tight ends. And if I don't, uh, I think I'm going with a Jordan Reed than uh than uh you know this this player. But uh, I'm not gonna I'm I'm, I'm gonna stay away from. I him. was big on Trey. Trey Bur- Bur- I was Trey big Bur- on Trey Burton last year. I'm not as big on him this year. So you know, like a, a lot of people are disappointed with him. He's going in the 14 round right now. So. Would I rather select uh, Kyle Rudolph or Chris Herdon? Um, Kyle Rudolph. Kyle Rudolph, right? Yeah. I th- I think I'll go with Trey Burton. I'll, I'll try to give him a shot. But Jordan Reed is going in the 14 round. I'd rather just go with Jordan Reed. Or go with Jordan Reed over Trey Burton as well. Or Noah Fant. I'd rather go with Noah Fant than Trey Burton as well. Yeah. All right. So we're low on Trey Burton. We're not that big on the wide receivers from the Bears, if you must pick one. I would pick Allen Robertson, of course. And we both like Tariq Cohen over David Montgomery better draft-wise. Not to say that Tariq Cohen will do better, which we both feel that he will, but draft-wise. Let's go over their season. So the, the Packers, we have them splitting. With the Vikings, I have them splitting. And with the Lions, I haven't beaten them twice. The Lions are going to be terrible. With the Lions, I have them. I have them beating them twice, of course, and the uh-huh. Vikings a split, right? And the uh, Packers, I have them splitting. Oh, excuse me. Tired. Come on, bro. Cowboys home. Win. Giants home, win. Win. Saints home, lose. Lose. Chiefs home, lose. Lose. Wow, they got a tough schedule. Chargers home, win. Lose. So I'm probably going to give them, them one of these games. I'll give them the Chargers then. Uh, Eagles away. Win. Win. Redskins. Win. Win. Rams lose. Lose. Broncos away. Win. Raiders. Win. Win. I got them ten, uh, 11 and 5. I have them 11 and 5 as well. All right. All right, and let's finish this up. Let's wrap this up real quick with the last one with the Lions. Lions. Kenny Galladay. Kenny Galladay, I I love him. I got him in my dynasty, but he might be going a little bit too high. You, you think so? Yeah, I think he might be going a little bit too high at the moment. He's going the fourth round, end of the fourth. You're talking about uh, an offense that 
there's not that many weapons and haven't been scoring as much. Um, I'd rather go get a Cooper Cup or Robert Woods. I don't know about all that. I mean, I, I get it about being high, but I, I, I think he's going to pay off Kenny Galladay. I mean, he has a good rapport with Matt Stafford. Matt Stafford, you know, when he has a good rapport with wide receiver one, his wide receiver ones tend to do really well. I like Calvin Johnson. But the fact is, uh, you know what it is? It is going to be a team that's playing a lot from behind. I think they're going to play a lot from behind. You know, I still like Marvin Jones to be the red zone guy. But, you know, so Marvin Jones, I see some value there getting him where he's at, you know, to be like a flex player, to especially in standard leagues. I like Marvin Jones better in standard leagues. Yeah. But Kenny Galladay, I like, man. For the simple fact, you know what it is? It's it. I like him and I don't. It's like it's it's a tough with Kenny Galladay because of the fact that, you know, you've placed in a lot of good corners. You're going against Xavier Rhodes, you know what I mean? You go you're going against, you know, um no wait, who else is, oh, you're going against uh Will Fuller. Not Will Fuller. What's his name? Fuller, something the cornerback for the Bears. He's also really, really good. They have good cornerbacks, the Bears. Yeah, they do. So so you know, you're going against the, the Bears defense twice, you're going against you know, Xavier Rhodes twice. It's tough. It's challenging with that. Uh, but that's another reason I know Devontae Adams, why I have, I as that's how much of a beast Devontae Adams is, and I still have him that high, even though he goes against Darius Slay, Fuller, and Xavier Rhodes six times, you know, in total out of those. But uh, I like Kenny Galladay. I think he's going to be really good. I, I The main thing is I just see this team playing from behind a lot, and they're going to have to play catch-up, and it's going to be thrown to Babytron. Babytron? To me, if you're high on him, going in the fourth, that's okay. It's not like you're paying that much of a price. He, he, could, he could end up as a wide receiver one, maybe, but I see him more as a wide receiver two. Uh, I hear you. I'm he, not, I, he, I don't think he, you're crazy. For I that. don't think he has the upsides to be a wide receiver one yet. You know, um, that might be that might change in you know by next season or right. two. But like you know, if you look at fantasy points per game, right? He's ranked 27 among all wide receivers. Right. When you have a Cooper Cup that was averaging 11.9, and he was ranked number nine right. amongst all wide receivers. No, no, I, I, I hear it. I just think just because he's going to be the main guy, they're going to play catch-up a lot more, and he's going to, you know, his third year, he's going to get better with the year ago. I, I just, I like him, so. So, like, like, you know, if you look at, like, you know, players that are going around here, I'm like, all right, a Cooper Cup might be a player. Because if Cooper, Cooper Cup played the whole entire season, He's definitely not going to be going in the end of the fourth. Or no, the no, fifth, no, no, you know? no, 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 no. He he most likely will be going like closer to the beginning of the fourth, end of the third, or even mid third. You know? Right. So, or you know, that that that's who I'm trying to compare with. I'm like, who has the upside to end up end up being a steal in the draft in the fourth round? Uh, is it a Kenny Galladay? Is there a Robert Woods or Cooper Cup, a Calvin Ridley, or like a Tyler Lockett? To me, I'm like, you know what. Cooper Cup might be the one, you know, especially like if you look at over Cup. Look, you have to look at the offense. Who's going to be throwing the ball more? Who has a better scheme? Russell Wilson, when he throws it, man, he slings it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, if you, if you want to get Lockett, that's fine, by all means. Uh, but I'll, I'll probably go with Galladay, like thinking I'm like, all right, Gunny Galladay or Tyler Lockett. Uh, you know what? I am not. I can't really argue on that one. That's not a bad, uh, you know, way, a way to go with uh, Tyler Lockett. But like I see like a Cooper Cup on this, and I'll probably pivot from Kenny Galladay because he's going pretty high for me. Uh, running back wise, Carry on Johnson. I love Carry on Johnson. Hopefully he stays healthy. 
he he's gonna be the man. He knows how to catch the ball, and he knows how to run the ball. He yeah. he's good when he's healthy, if he's gonna be healthy. The biggest problem I said with Carry On Johnson, the big my biggest issues, like I said, is that they're facing some superior defenses. I feel like the 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 Packers have improved their run stopping defense as well, yeah. and um they're gonna be playing from behind a lot. So I I love. I'm not gonna say I love it. I like Baby Tron a lot. I just like Carry On Johnson. I like Kerry Johnson even more. He's a buy, buy, buy for me. Listen, he only played ten games last season, right? He had a couple of injuries, whatever. I know that's a big concern coming. Couple out. Couple injuries. They're gonna play from behind a lot, and they're going against three really strong defenses. Those are three reasons why I'm not big on him. But he's such a talent that you still got to take a look at him. You can't just ignore him. He had thirty-two catches last season. Yeah, no, I'm saying he's he's such a talent that you can't ignore it and plus you know with you know but Theo Riddick is still the pass catching back on that team i i think Kerryon Johnson is going to take that over and i would, you can see it already he had two he had 32 receiving uh two, 32 catches last season in 10 games with 213 yards right and he was rushing per attempt his rush per attempt was 5.4 he had 641 yards rushed the only thing that was down probably is probably he had four touchdowns that's all he had uh, well, like I said, you know, he's hurt. He has hurt. He doesn't have the opportunity. Well, he only played 10 games. Granted, you know, like injury has always been a concern with him, you know, coming out of Auburn, uh, especially his knees. But, you know, if if he ends up playing a whole season, to me, he's a steal, a player that could end up being the RB1. Not the not not high-end RB1, but I, I don't think a, he's going to be an RB1. I think he's going to be an RB2. Well, that's where he's going at, so it's not bad. Uh, I think it's going to be an RB2. Like I said, he's got the, the question marks with injury, defenses, and playing from behind a lot. They're not going to be running the ball too much. Um, let's go over the schedule. I have them losing to the Bears, losing to the Vikings, and losing to the Packers. Uh, so it's always six or just that. I got... Uh, I got them. Damn, I got them losing all of them. Yep, I think I had them splitting with one, with the Vikings, with the Vikings, right? Or Packers. All right, Cowboys home, lose. Giants home, win, lose. Buccaneers home, win, win. You know what? Yeah, no, I give it to, to the Bucks on that one. Uh, Chiefs home, lose. Chargers, lose, lose. Eagles away, lose. Redskins win. I got them losing. Oh no, I gotta see what I said about that before. I got them losing. Uh, Cardinals win. Win. Broncos lose. Lose. Raiders lose. Win. One, one, two. I got them four and twelve. Whoa. Wow. I got them three and thirteen. Rough season for the Lions coming up. All right, party people, that seems to be the rest of our show for today. Uh, We have still a lot more fantasy talk to talk about. We have a lot more to get into uh, to get you ready for your mock draft season. Uh, Well, for your draft season coming up, we got to get you ready for your draft. We got to get prepared for your draft. Once again, party people, as always, follow us at BFB Podcast on Instagram and Twitter. Follow us, follow us, BFAs. uh, Review us, please. Share. Tell your peeps. Support, please. So we can quit our jobs. So we can quit our jobs. <laughs> Definitely. Right. Once again, party people, appreciate all the support. Success nonetheless. Peace, party people. Peace.